A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. If you want to be a real pro, all you got to do is hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Gracia Nole. You know what? I'll pay in cash too. I got two grocery store gift cards for my mom for my birthday. Great gift, very useful, saved me $100. When I was paying and swiping my gift cards at a normal speed, the guy behind me got upset and mumbled something very derogatory and nasty. He essentially said I was poor, was wasting his time, was probably unemployed, and shouldn't be alive because I was splitting a transaction across a bunch of credit cards. His children were with him. Great example, sir. There's a lot of reasons why that's both incorrect and a generally awful thing to say to anyone. After the gift cards, I owed $40.45. Was just going to use my debit card to finish the transaction because it was faster. But I opted to empty the spare cash from my wallet first, then pay the last bit on my card. So we had to wait through another transaction, sighing like an unruly child. Now I'm relaxing in my lovely child-free apartment eating free chicken nuggets. Tomorrow, I'll go to my job that I love. If you were shopping and you're at the checkout and you overhear somebody critiquing you like that to their children, are you the kind of person that would stop and call them out on it, maybe say a word? Would you just turn the other cheek and keep going and get out of there? What would you do? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by No Towel. Lay me off with zero notice because the boss splashed all the cash to impress people but then call back an hour later for a favor. After ending my contract with zero notice, I get a call back an hour later asking me for the backups I kept on disk as they didn't bother keeping any. Alas, as I'm now no longer under contract, I will have to charge $125 an hour and I keep my backups four hours away. So that's going to be a thousand if they transfer over the money. I'll get it to them next week. They agreed and paid the money. I opened my drawer, took out the backups I kept there, and made a note to drop it into them across town in a few days. Hey man, I'm with OP on this one. If they're gonna fire you on the spot, zero notice, and then come crawling back to you later on like, do you have the backups? We didn't keep them. Darn right, you should demand an extra fee. You're a contractor now and you deserve your hourly rates. This next story is by ConQRR. Revenge against my neighbor never felt so sweet. New neighbors moved in about two months ago, a young couple. The walls are paper thin and they love to blast music and sing really loud, but they sound horrible. Their bathroom is right against my bedroom wall and they'll sing at the top of their lungs at 3am or when I'm in a teams meeting. I've asked them if they can keep it down multiple times, but they just ignored me and called me a jerk for having a problem with them being happy and singing or told me to get a pair of noise cancelling headphones. I felt like they have no respect for their neighbors because the other guy next to them doesn't want to hear them screeching at the top of their lungs either. So yesterday, I borrowed a pair of speaker towers from my buddy and pressed them against the wall facing the wall, put it on full blast and started playing bird is the word on repeat from 8am sharp when there's no noise ordinance against noise. The wall even trembles. I definitely woke them up after their late night yesterday. Every time the song ends, I could hear them banging against the wall telling me to shut up. They come knocking on my door, extremely pissed off, and I just told them, what kind of jerk are you that you don't like music? 
and slam the door. I'll keep blasting bird as the word until 10pm and start up at 8am sharp tomorrow. I'll then cool it and see if they stop screeching moving forward. Now, I totally understand why OP did what they did, and I feel like they're justified to feel the way they do because nobody wants to hear that screeching. But I will say, one of the many joys in life is being able to just sing loudly and badly in your bathroom, and it kind of sucks for them that there's such a thin wall between their bathroom and their neighbor's apartment that they can't enjoy that simple luxury of just screeching in their bathroom. Our next story is by WearyButterscotch775. He infringes my art. I shut down his print shop and ruined his career. A little backstory. I'm an online artist and this took place when I was in my early 20s. There is a popular artist who calls himself a professional and works in the industries. I used to look up to him. Let's call him Zach. Lately, I noticed how Zach's art looked eerily too familiar to a piece of media I've seen before. So I looked up the images and I found it too matched up to his art. He was directly referencing official art and profiting off it by selling it on his print shops online. He didn't make any effort to make the reference detached from the original piece. I confronted him about it, sending a detailed message not to do that and the possible consequences. I have seen artists in real life who are sued for over $100,000 and to the extent in jail for doing what they did. Instead of being professional and mature about it, He lashed out at me and took it to social media, telling me how wrong I was to falsely accuse him since artists use references and how I could get sued for libel. I was dumbfounded at how clueless he was, not comprehending what I was talking about. He included my username, which my blog had links to my contacts, my emails, Facebook page, art accounts, and Instagram. His fans, including his group of friends, joined in sending me downright horrific messages. I had panic attacks resulting from the pure backlash of his enormous fan base. I constantly received hate mail, telling me how horrible I am as a person, how crappy my art was, and to the extent of death threats for almost an entire month. The last straw that broke the camel's back was when he directly referenced off my art and made money off it. I didn't know how to find a lawyer, and I feel hopeless and angry that I couldn't do anything about it. Later, it hit me. If I can't do it, then maybe another artist can or anyone who holds the copyright. The last time I remember, Zach never credited any of these artists for his references. I look into the art he referenced and examine each official company matching Zach's art. I used Google search to find anyone working for a said company, and voila! I found a staff member for a branch and a different continent. Let's call him Cody. I contacted Cody's Facebook and tipped him about Zach's activity through Messenger. I uploaded and sent a copy of their art and Zach's art for comparison. Cody just simply replied, We'll contact our legal team. Thanks for the notice. Another week passes and during the time he constantly posts to every darn thing I post about in my art blog. And then silence. I checked. His print shop was removed. His response to my message was taken down from his social media. He stops talking to his friends publicly. Days later, a fan was asking about him and he responded how he's no longer friends with them because they're very toxic hypocrites. One of his former group of friends contacted my friend and cried about how awful of a bully he was. Of course, my friend didn't care. It was the most glorifying feeling I have ever rejoiced. This would have been avoided if he at least heeded my warnings. How he handled the situation was not professional at all. 
About five years later, I had been informed that apparently he has a tough time getting back into the industry after there were allegations of his past copyright infringement. The biggest one was having a lawsuit with the big company Cody worked for. Yeah, uh, copyright infringement is no joke. If you're referencing spot smaller artists here and there, chances are they probably don't have the resources to actually go after you. But if you're going to reference art from a company that's going to have a team of lawyers, not only are you already a jerk, but you're not the brightest either. And our final story of the day is by Sean McLeod, 1138, Burning Vengeance. Kind of long, but I promise it's worth it. There's this product called Pure Cap, which is basically 100% capsaicin oil, the stuff that makes hot peppers hot. It has a Scoville rating of 500,000 units per drop, but no flavor, making it ideal for spicing up food without affecting the way it tastes. Putting enough of it, usually only a few drops, on any food can make it almost completely inedible to anyone who is not a total fire mouth, i.e. pepperhead. It's available on Amazon for about $30 USD per 2 ounces, but a little goes a very long way. That's why it's sold in an eyedropper bottle. Now here's the good part. In the early 2000s, my brother Rick was working in a call center that had a break room with a fridge and freezer, a microwave, and a small sink. He didn't take his own lunch often, usually leftovers from the previous night's dinner, maybe three or four times a month, but every time he did it, it would get stolen. The first couple of times he didn't mention it, you know, just in case it was a simple mistake and the person was too embarrassed to own up. However, the third time he remembered the military axiom, once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, but thrice is enemy action, and reported the theft to his supervisor Don, and the head of human resources Dolly every time after. However, they said that without proof there was nothing they could do, no cameras in the break room, And so this is where my plan hatched. One night, I made a roast beef dinner with potatoes and carrots, cooked all day in a crock pot with onion soup mix on top. Believe me, it was fork tender and delicious. I also made a nice salad to go with it and put away a complete dinner serving for him to have for lunch on his next shift. The next night, he came home and said his lunch had been stolen again. So the next morning, I made a really deluxe roast beef sandwich thickly sliced with lettuce, pickles, cheddar, and mayonnaise on an 8-inch hoagie roll. So whoever was stealing would think they'd hit the jackpot two days in a row. I also loaded the roast with pure cap, like four droppers worth, about 30 to 40 drops on the meat alone, and made sure it was all completely absorbed before closing the sandwich, so the roast looked really juicy. I even mixed some into the mayo and put some more on the bread, because bread tends to downplay the fire a bit. Rick came in about halfway through the pure cap application and asked what the heck I was doing. I looked back with an evil grin and said, oh just making a little present, wink, for the lunch thief. My grin was instantly copied on his face because he was the one who had originally told me about the stuff after he'd used it to prank a former roommate, so he knew what was going to happen. Then he went to finish getting ready for work. I could hear him chuckling the whole time. I even gave him five bucks on his way out because that one sandwich shop with the green and yellow logo was only a couple of blocks from his job and still had their five dollar foot long promotion going. When Rick got home that night, his grin was even bigger as he relayed the events. 
He was between calls only a couple hours into his shift when suddenly there's this god-awful howling from the break room. Everyone who wasn't on a call right then, including Dolly, rushed in there to see a sandwich on the table with one bite taken out of it, the half-chewed bite laying right next to it, and Don at the sink desperately trying to watch the capsaicin inferno out of his mouth, not knowing that water only makes it worse. Don was ostensibly friendly and reasonable, so he was well-liked by his people. I guess he thought that would make some sort of difference because he pointed directly at Rick and yelled, he tried to kill me, then went back to trying to put out his mouth fire with water. Dolly picked up the bag the sandwich had been in, which clearly had Rick's name in big red letters in his handwriting. She looked at Rick. Rick looked back with a completely straight face and shrugged. So Dolly grabbed the guy by the arm and dragged him to her office with him streaming tears and snot the whole way. By this time, the water had sent the pure cap into real overdrive, and Don just had to stand there and burn while Dolly and the call center manager's Bill dressed him down for about 15 minutes, finally ending it with his termination for theft. The guy could hardly even speak from the burning, tears, and runny nose that the sandwich caused. And besides that, had no defense anyway because he just outed himself for stealing an employee's lunches. The company had a zero-tolerance policy about that kind of thing, especially when higher-ups steal from the people they manage. Rick was back at his station and on a call when Bill personally came over smiling and said that Dolly wanted to see him when he was free. Rick gave a thumbs up knowing fully well why she wants to see him, took the call to its conclusion, and went to human resources. Here's how he described the encounter. Rick said, You wanted to see me, ma'am? Dolly said, Yes, I do. First, being the aggravated party, you're not in trouble. Second, what the heck did you put in that sandwich? Rick said, actually, my brother made it. He pulls the bottle of pure cap out of his pocket and sets it on Dolly's desk with a smile. Dolly picks up the bottle and reads the ingredients list, which literally just says, capsaicin oil, 500,000 Scoville units per drop, bursts out laughing and hands it back. Rick says, there was kind of really a lot in that meat and the mayo and the bread. Dolly, still giggling, said, You know what? Go ahead and take your lunch break now, and when you get back, we'll talk about making you that section supervisor. So he did. Rick still says that was the most emotionally satisfying sub sandwich he's ever had. He declined the superposition, though, so they promoted a different person from that section. A really nice lady, Carrie, who had also witnessed the sandwich debacle. The whole office laughed about it for weeks afterwards, and every new hire for at least a year got to hear that story, as both entertainment and warning. I smiled about it for a month, and both Rick and I rarely miss a chance to tell people about Pure Cap and its potential applications regarding lunch thievery. I never did hear anything else about Dawn, but I imagine getting hired anywhere else, not to mention being promoted to a managerial position, was fairly difficult with that huge red flag for theft on his record. Frankly, nobody likes a lunch thief, and I'm of the opinion that it's fair game putting whatever as long as it's not going to kill the person or make them really, really, really sick. Because if they're willing to go and steal your stuff, that's completely on them. Maybe you like it really, really, really spicy. Maybe you really, really like that one weird ingredient that turns your tongue completely blue. Maybe you really do like eating cat food. If you're that thief and you take that lunch, that's on you for eating it, buddy. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.